It's time to dream big, think big, and train big. This is Empowered Talk, a podcast that is meant to submerse you in the mindset that is needed to empower your success in pursuit of your fitness and life goals. Empowered Talk will teach you how to get out of your own way and walk you through the actionable items that you can implement to become fully empowered. Our mission is to remove you from being stuck and to empower you to take action inside your life and become submersed in the success mindset for your goals. Empowered Talk is dedicated to helping you identify and eliminate the pain so that you can either remove it, work with it, or move around it. After years of looking for answers and proven methods on how to become fully, authentically, and unapologetically empowered, Ashley Soden and Fred Biggie Smalls teamed up to bring you this show. They knew that it was their responsibility to share this empowerment with you. Welcome to the Empowered Talk Podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome to Empowered Talk, where we encourage you to dream big, think big, and train big on a daily basis. So in this episode, guys, we are going to take you through our journey and specifically through uh, one of our most monumental aha moments. These are the moments where we had this internal pivotal shift that took us from one type of being or living or state of mind into an aha moment that that broke us free from that and changed the game for us. And so, uh, Fred, if you're okay with it, I'm going to start with my aha moment. Are you all right with that? Ladies first. All right. Way to do it. So, guys, you know, you hear me here talking here, and um, you know, I, I really to these days like don't have many insecurities. I'm I'm pretty fluid, confident speaker, but I want to say that it, man, it was not always like this for myself. Um, I used to actually really live in this like confined bubble of like anxiety. Um, I was a prisoner of my own mind, a prisoner of, you know, life. I was working a job that I absolutely hated. I felt like a slave in my world. Um, I just was living this inauthentic life, not ridden by passion, not driven by this authentic, um, you know, need to bring value to the world and impact and everything like that. And so, um, how did I go from, from that to now who I am now being this, this person that is just expansive and, um, not scared to venture into any corner of, of the unknown and to continue to evolve. And, and so what was that moment for me is, uh, you know, there was, I'll never forget my old previous job, what I used to do, I had several. I jumped from job to job. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was just lacking this passion. I didn't, I didn't know who I was. Um, I used to do medical sales. Um, I was in medical administration. Um, I worked in uh, an in, in eye uh, doctor's office for a little bit. Um, I worked with um, pediatric allergy testing. So there was all these different things that I was doing, uh, moving from one thing to the next to the next. And for me, um, you know, it was very, very apparent that something was missing. I had this this missing need, this missing feeling of fulfillment within my life. And uh, it was actually about two years ago that I had this monumental aha moment when I was uh, working with this contracted company, uh, with this healthcare company that I was contracted with out of New York. 
And every weekend I was driving up to this healthcare system in New York, this, this drive that was ridiculous. Um, for point of reference, I live in Pennsylvania. And so for me, the, the drive was about a four and a half hour drive and I'm driving up there every weekend. I'm leaving my one year old daughter at home, um, trying to juggle, you know, all these different things and really just feeling like I'm just like drowning, like doing this job that I just was not passionate about. Um, I really, you know, I just didn't feel like I was bringing value. Um, and then to top it all, all off, the people that I worked with were insanely toxic. It was like nothing was ever good enough. Um, it didn't matter if I was, you know, dropping anything at the beat of a hat to drive all the way up to New York just to be at a meeting that I didn't even you know, that, that wasn't even planned because they just asked me to do it. And, uh, you know, if I got there, it was like, I, I, I wasn't there quick enough or I didn't do it, um, good enough. And, you know, it's, I, I started asking these questions to myself, you know, why am I doing this? You know, what, what, what am I doing here? And I realized that the answer behind why I was doing what I was doing was because I wanted to provide for my family. I wanted to make money and be able to live a comfortable life, right? Who doesn't want to do that? But, you know, as time progressed and as um, the treatment towards the individuals that I would work with became more toxic and um, I even want to use the word uh, narcissistic in nature because there was a lot of um, really like narcissistic abuse in that in that toxic work atmosphere and environment. Um, and so I, I'll never forget the, uh, the, the moments that I had this aha moment for myself. I got home, um, from, man, it was a seven hour drive home because I hit insane amounts of traffic from, from New York. And, uh, I was, I was driving home and I was just like, what am I doing with my life? You know, I'm treading water, I'm making money, but at what expense, right? Mm -hmm. My happiness, my sanity, my, uh, my, my sense of contribution to this world, it, it just, I, I just felt so belittled. I felt captive and I felt, um, just, just confined. Mm -hmm. And so I, I remember specifically calling my husband and saying, I'm quitting my job. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and he was like, Ash, you're making six figures. Please don't quit your job. You're nuts. What are you doing? And, uh, you know, I had this conversation with him and I, and I was just very open and honest with myself for the first time ever saying, you know, this is, I want and need more out of life. It is not enough for me to make money. I need to be happy doing what I want to do first and then trust that, you know, whatever works out, if, as long as I'm passionate about what it is that I'm doing the finances will, will flow according to that authenticity. And so that was my pivotal moment, making this decision from, from the uh, business standpoint that I was going to no longer be a slave, an employee to somebody else's business. There's no reason that I need to subject myself to toxic uh, relationships to put myself in an atmosphere that doesn't feel empowering. It was very disempowering where I was working. And for the first time coming into this realization, I've never felt more empowered just through this thought process. I didn't even quit yet at this point. I'm just like, in, at this point, it's this internal shift where I'm like, wow, I really just need to make this change.
And uh, it was that moment that even though I hadn't yet quit, even though I was still calling up my husband and was like, hey, I want to let you know what I want to do here, like, you know, teetering around this line, I already knew on the inside that I knew what I needed to do. And I needed to figure out what my actual goals were. I didn't yet know what they were, but I knew that I needed to figure them out. And that was the moment. That moment right there is the moment that everything shifted for me. Um, that was my big aha moment coming into this this empowering decision to say, I'm going to take control here. I don't know how. I don't know the journey yet. But I'm not going to be a bystander in my life. I'm going to be an active participant in my life. And I'm going to, in fact, co-create my world, live my life by design. Because there are people in this world. You can look on the internet and see people doing these crazy things, right? Like living in Dubai and doing this and traveling and doing recordings and like living this amazing, cool, like lifestyle filled with passion and fun and excitement and adventure. And if they can do it, why the fuck not can I do it, right? Yeah. Why not? Well said, well said. I mean, I, I think um, in life, you know, there's the three things that you need um, and that's a level of significance, right? Which you touched on, you, you, you just kind of felt like you were kind of, why were you doing it, right? And, and then there's a level of, um, you know, love, like feeling loved in what you're doing. And you said it's a toxic environment. And then you talk about um, some level of certainty, right? Those are usually the three things you need in life to feel good, right? To feel like you're in the state. And it's also some of the things that keeps people in the same spot when they're not, when they're not fulfilling their true vision, right? But those three things were not being fulfilled in that situation. That's right? exactly so it, right. It, it sparked a change. And like for me, I started out, um, you know, I'm a hundred percent of my life revolves around the fitness industry, whether it's me as an athlete, um, me as a, uh, um, business owner, um, or, you know, supplement owner or, you know, and how I mentor people. And, but it didn't start out that way. Like I went to college, um, based on one one known fact at the time for me was I was going to run my dad's insurance company and real estate company and do work with investments and securities. Went to school for as a finance or as a business management concentration finance. You know, that's what I graduated with. And at no point, even on the day of graduation, did I think I would be in the fitness industry. And um, what ended up happening is you know, I had competed, you know, when someone competes that you can see on social media, everybody's a coach. Um, when someone competes, people naturally ask you, how did you do it? You know, so then I end up in college and I'm writing all these programs for my fellow students. And, you know, I'm training people at the school gym and I realized, you know, like all my other friends are working all these, um, you know, waitresses and, and um, other jobs that typical college students get, you know, which is nothing wrong with that. Um, but I was fortunate enough to be like, yeah, like I'm having a great time. This is awesome. But I didn't think I could make a career out of it because when I came into, um, I remember this is going way back. I'm dating myself, but this is like, you know, late nineties. Well, when I walked into gold gym in the late nineties, every trainer in there did training, but they had another job. Right. And I was like, you know, thinking to myself, like, you know, if I'm charging this amount, it's got to work. And people will go, but you're not going to get that many clients. Well, all right. Well, so then I had said to my dad, I was supposed to go into insurance with him. I said to him, let me just have the summer. I was getting ready for the USAs at the time. 
competing. I was like, let me just have the summer to be in the gym because I got to be in the insurance office the rest of my life anyway. Well, by the time the, the uh, <laughs> by the time the fall came and I was going to go into insurance business, I was I had a full book and I was making great money and I had to tell my dad I'm not going into business with him and uh, that broke his heart. And this is why we talk about having, you know, that, that vision, right? Like knowing that you're, you're doing it for the right reasons and that it's truly you because me and my dad are very close. He didn't talk to me for like six months, you know, and, but I used him not talking to me as a moment to be like, I'm going to show you, I'm going to show you. And now he's like my biggest fan. Right. But like at the time that was hard because, you know, I had always had him as a mentor. He's been my role model, my mentor, the person I look up to ever since I was a little kid, you know, like people say, you know, anything. And I like, my dad can do it, you know, like that's how I looked at him. So that led me into, you know, being a trainer, buying a gym and I had, and I bought the gym and here's where the, the moment's coming. Um, 2004, the gym's not doing great, great and I'm getting ready for the junior nationals. And at that moment in time, I go to the junior nationals and I get like fourth call out. So I don't have a whole lot of money. My gym's not doing well and I'm here on stage. And I say to myself, this is not, this is not for me. Like this is, this is ridiculous. I got, you know, two, uh, one, one child at home that's mine and then my two stepkids. So I'm supporting a family of five including myself, and and uh, I can't support them because I'm doing this sport. So I'm done with this sport. And uh, so fast forward two years later, the business is doing really good. Doing really good. Family's good. We had my, my, um, my, my, my first son. And, like, people are, like, asking me, how are you? I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. But I was never fulfilled. I was never ultimately like really happy. And, but when I would be happy is when I was training and the aha moment came for me is one day I was in the gym and this guy spotted me wrong and my wrist got turned the wrong way. And it was at that moment that I realized, cause I couldn't lift anything the next day. Um, it was my real, like first real kind of injury, you know, and I dealt with it for months and I rehabbed myself back. But in that moment I was like, Holy shit, this bodybuilding thing could be taken away from me. And I don't have the option, right? So my business is doing good. My kids were healthy. Um, my marriage is okay. Uh, you know, I'm remarried now. So at the time, my marriage is okay. And I'm going to myself, shit, that's what I'm missing. So I got back in competing. And when I got back in competing, then it was like I was alive again. Like I was living. Like I was meant to do this, right? And for that point in time, I got a lot of aha moments in my throughout my career, throughout my time. But that, for that moment in time, that sparked a new level of drive in me. The fact that it could have been taken away, and like I was like, you you just cannot take stuff for granted. Like you never know when your when is your last time to be able to do something. And for me, that sparked like you know what I got to stop waiting on this. I got to go take this, you know and. I had looked at my wife at the time and said, if I'm not a pro in four years, I promise you I'll give it up, but I need to do this. And, you know, and then we took the steps to do it properly. But 
before that time, I kind of looked at bodybuilding as a thing. You know, like, I kind of do it, kind of don't. You know, I do a show, blow back up. Like, it wasn't something that I lived, breathed, and, and slept. And I found out a way to do that while still having my business. And it just made a world of difference. Like, it really brought me alive. That's amazing. And, and what I'm hearing, too, is that you went from dabbling to full-blown commitment, commitment yeah. and full submersion yeah. in these goals. And uh, this leads us right into, like, basically the next topic here is is the actual, literal, internal shift that needed to occur. Mm-hmm. And so what I heard from you is that, and, you know, elaborate on this if you as you see fit, Fred, um, but the, the element of having gratitude for the right now and your ability right now mm. to be able to go in and say, hey, I'm going to take this. I'm not yeah. going to live passively. I'm going to live actively. Right. And go and, and go out and get what's mine. Yeah. I mean, I feel like a lot of people react, right? And when you're reacting in life, you don't control anything. And you have to feel like you have control of something. You know, like we, we can only worry about what we can control. And if you're always reacting to everything and everyone's controlling you, how can you how can you be happy? Oh, exactly. And kind of like circula- circling back to... Uh, my journey and everything like that, that speaks directly into my journey um, into the emotional state of where I was versus where I am now. And I felt completely out of control because I was letting other people control and dictate my emotional state of being, my circumstances, um, how I made money, all these different things. Um, but it, it ultimately controlled me as an, as an individual. And I had no expression of freedom, no, no freedom of expression. (laughs) I think that's the way you say it, right? Um, no, no personality. It was like, I was just living in this reactionary state, like you just said. And, uh, man, it's, it's, it's prisoning. It's, it's imprisoning to live your life that way. And it's so ridiculously common based off of, what society shows us or tells us or indicates that that's how we should or shouldn't be doing something, what the social societal norms are, right? You go to high school, you graduate, you go to college, you get a degree, you get a job, you work in corporate, you work your way up the ladder. That's not the case for everybody. Yeah. I mean, I, I was fortunate. I never, I never um, saw that because all I've been around, like my entire family um, is pretty much entrepreneurs. Like out of nine brothers and sisters that my dad had, they all grew up in like a small shack in South Carolina. All of them other than two, uh, three. So um, six of them became entrepreneurs. One became a chief judge, right? So, or chief justice. So the, they all became, used that, that um, misfortune as children to, not misfortune, because they learned crazy work ethic, crazy work ethic. But they used the improver situation to help them realize a much greater um, accomplishment, right? And they all live in Delaware. They're all still close. And that's all I saw growing up. So family was important. Um, Running my own thing was important, you know? So I've never actually worked for anyone else, um, which is sometimes a disadvantage when you're dealing with your own employees and people that work for you. But like, um, but it's what allowed me to when it got really tough to realize I can keep going. Yeah. To realize, like, I'm too stubborn to believe that I can't make it. And that's where I say, you know, you have to believe in yourself. You have to, you know. And that internal shift came for me because I just wasn't happy. Like, really happy. And I make a very, um, I make a point, I live by this principle. I don't, if it doesn't make me happy, I don't do it. Yeah. Right? So, 
And I mean, you give up some things when you do that, but that's, and it's, and it makes it so I can lay down every night and feel good. I can wake up every morning excited. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I, and a lot of that come comes with knowing who you are as a person. And, uh, what you're going to realize if you're listening to this and you feel like you don't know who you are as a person is you're going to develop that. You're going to discover that on this podcast with us because we're going to walk you through a lot of these monumental belief foundational um, beliefs in inside that is internal that's required for you to make these same kinds of shifts. Um, because ultimately, and Fred, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is an internal game here in this, in this thing we call life, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, you know, one of the main things is... Um, I try and tell my kids all the time is, you know, always give max effort because whether things work or don't work, when you've given max effort, you can always live with that. You know, and, and I've had experiences in my life, which we'll get to in other episodes where, you know, I didn't necessarily give max effort and it haunted me for a very long time. So, you know, when I talk of these things that, you know, uh, commitment and focus, all this stuff, it's not because I'm just saying things. It's because, I know the alternative, you know, I know what happens when you don't do those things. So, you know, I, I just think that, um, if you're listening and you feel like you can accomplish something, keep listening to us. Cause I guarantee you, you'll, you'll become empowered enough to accomplish it. Thank you for listening to empowered talk and allowing Ashley and Fred to be part of your day and inspire you to take action within your life. If this episode of Empowered Talk inspired you and helped you today, then be sure to share it with someone else you know will need it. Help us spread this worldwide global empowerment movement. For those of you who feel like you're struggling on a day-to-day basis and are looking for support that will guide you towards your truest, most authentic self, then please be sure to go to empoweredbodies.org slash empoweredtalk and check what free resources we have available to get you started today. We want to help you identify what's keeping you stuck and shift you into empowered action and to eliminate the disempowerment from your life. If you need accountability and are looking to conquer your life and crush your goals, then join us at empoweredbodies.org slash empowered talk today.